Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today we have Bridget Wolf on the show. Hi, Bridget. Hello, how are you? Bridget is the global head of Snack Futures at Mondelez. Um, I'll let Bridget explain more details about what Snack Futures has been doing, but essentially Snack Futures is the uh, arm that drives innovation uh, for the company and is actually pushing the aggressive global growth for the business um, around the world. So Bridget, I'll hand it over to you. Um, before we get too deep into me quizzing you about your background and things like that, maybe tell us a little bit more about what Snack Futures is up to. Yeah, so for those who aren't familiar, Mondelez International is one of the world's leading snack companies. It's about a $26 billion company in you know 80-odd countries. Um, really big foot- footprint of the brands you mean of Oreo, Toblerone, Trident. Where Snack Futures sits is we are the innovation and venture hub of that. So we saw where some of the most amazing growth was happening and those that were moving with speed and consumer centricity was the startup community. So we created Snack Futures with the intent to disrupt uh, not only ourselves, but how with the industry and doing it in two ways. One was to think and behave like startups. So really put that hat on almost in every step of the way. And then the second was to invest and partner with startups. So we've got the invent and the invest side of the portfolio going. We've been busy. <laughs> we can talk about that. Yeah, no, I'm excited to go deeper in that. But before we talk about what you're doing today with Snack Futures and, and how it's a, a, a continuing to evolve and really help drive Mondelez going forward, Tell us a little bit about you. How did you get into this awesome job and, and how your career, how has your career evolved? Yeah, I would say someone early on said it's a, a marathon and not a sprint. And I was too immature, or ambitious or impatient to really listen. But I will say now, as I reflect, each one is a different lesson um, that you can build on. I'm actually, I joke, I'm a reformed investment banker, started in M&A and in financial services. Um, and then I was classically trained. So I have been with the company for almost two decades now, starting with some very small brands like the stovetops of the world and then moving yep. to the bigger brands of the Oreos and Belvitas. And then most recently of how we decided to set up Snack Futures, which is the super baby brands of the future. That's great. So I, I think it, it, it's, it's a, a story where you've been able to pull from Kind of that M&A background that probably gave you a little bit of that rigor that you just need to evaluate stuff. And then the CPG experience going through. I always, I always uh, think that taking those brands that nobody else wants, right? Those small brands are great learning curves, right? You can really grow. And it sounds like, like you, you have. You're absolutely. I mean, I think every assignment, you just have to figure out where you can make your impact and learn. And you're right. Those small ones are scrappy, but you're super empowered to do almost anything you want. 
the big brands give you glory, but there's a lot of eyes on it. So um, either way, as a marketer, it's always fun seeing what you create put on shelves. You know, that's the impact of consumers. I think that's great advice, Bridget, for young, um, I guess, young folks coming into the industry. I had a boss once that told me, I asked him, I said, well, what should I work on? I joined Leo Burnett in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, you know, what brand should I try to get on? And he said, look, ask the CEO, what is the worst performing company and brand? What is the brand we're going to lose and work on that? Because that's the one you can basically do the most innovative stuff on. So I, I'll never forget that. I thought that was good advice yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at the time. Um, so, so tell me a little bit more about Snack Futures and what you're, what you're working on right now. Yeah, so it's a small team. It really is designed to have, you know, we even named it, right? We, we self-named ourselves as Snack Futures, is where is the company going and where are consumers' needs going, even when they don't know it, right? So this is really leaning out over our skis to say, where does the world of you know, CPG snacks intersect now with almost every industry and where are those opportunities? And I often joke if I could take a wand and snackify that occasion and that need, you know, we'll do that. And we're seeing that in you know, areas of stress and sleep, um, in you know, how you think and focus in, we clearly have a, a lockdown on indulgence and connection with some of our brands, but in other places of well-being, there's a very long runway for us to go. And so we're doing things like dirt kitchen snacks, which is a plant-based veggie forward snack, very different, both in its name and design to what we have. Another brand called Kapow, which actually takes its heritage from Mondelez's chocolate lines. It takes the cacao fruit that normally is wasted as we make chocolate, and we're one of the largest manufacturers of chocolate. And yet, there was this huge opportunity to upcycle the fruit and going back to that. And so we're actually taking the fruit component and making cacao fruit bites. So really different ways of looking at um, our supply chain. We have a brand in France called Nokoi where we actually talk about planet first. So Snack Futures, we have a mantra that it is good for people, kind to the planet and deliciously fun because it's snacks after all. Um, but can we put that lens on being responsible in how we do this? So for Nokoi, it's a carbon compensating brand, locally sourced, produced, very much designed for um, the millennial who is the eco-conscious consumer. That you know, for so many, we're all worried about the planet, but to participate in it and to be you know, hyperactive and composting in your backyard and doing all these other things, it's hard. So how do we help consumers and invite them in to participate? That's really great. And uh, I think obviously connecting the brand with the ESG initiatives makes a ton of sense. And um, the food, the, the, the products, the snacks that you're making sound absolutely delicious. And probably I should have eaten more before I, I did this interview because you're making me hungry. You know what? They're all on D to C, so they are nationwide. But you know, we behave differently. They're small, so they're geographically centered right now in Los Angeles. So if, even if you saw it, I think what's so different is instead of a national launch, right? How do we build things? And it's a little bit of how do you take all that classical training, all the discipline, all the fundamentals, everything you know about a business and a brand, and measuring it, but doing that a really, really like on the ground way, and then working our way up to we have a site to scale. I love it. So 
you are at the center of product in, and brand innovation. And I, I've thought a lot about the topic of innovation this year because, um, you know, in, in my, my life, I, I would say that with, with my business, we are wildly efficient uh, the, over the last year. It's been, you know, an incredible, inf- efficient growth year for us. But in terms of like innovation, innovation has been um, harder to do in a remote work context. And I just would be curious, you know, uh, what are your thoughts about, about that? I think it's a chance for us to really go back to the people. And, you know, we often talk about whether it's on a, a big brand or a new one. Innovation is about solving problems, whether it's a business problem and a new process or a consumer problem. But lots of times we've gotten, I would say sometimes removed from we call them consumers and they're almost another alien group that we watch behind glass doors or we listen to. And yet there are people who are eating and are struggling or thriving, surviving, depending on where you are in this past year. And so it's an opportunity to actually step back to what is going around? Where are the core needs? Where are those behavior shifts? You know, and what are like those just delighters that somebody said, finally, somebody's done this. So I think it's a different style of listening. It's really trying to get as empathetic as you can with the person who you're trying to serve. And, And by empathy, it's, you know, it's not just the need in that occasion. It's, you know, what does their apartment look like? And, and what are they really doing? And then every once in a while, stepping back being like, would you do this as a person? Like, would you eat like this? Like, who eats like this? And then you got to rewind and start over again. So I think even having um, a mindset and the startup community is, you know, it's brilliant at this because you get knocked back all the time in innovation is to hold things lightly and to iterate. So we talk a lot about test and learn, but it, it's really about what have you learned? What can we tweak? And what can we now activate and change? And so those cycles, I think in a world of innovation have been faster. Um, and then we've just found some novel ways of engaging consumers to make sure that we're, we are checking in with them and listening to them. I would imagine that this remote works uh, structure that we're living through right now presents opportunities for snacking. Right. I mean, that must be a really interesting one. Yeah. I mean, do it, do a 24 hour diary, right? You, you haven't left your chair, whether it's in your bedroom or your dining room or wherever you've set up shop, because so many of us are remote. Um, for those who are going outside, everything needs to be prepackaged or, you know, birthday parties. We know every, no one's putting their hands in a bowl anymore and sharing, at least not right. yet. So how do we think about packaging differently How do we think about um, if I am home? Yes, people are cooking a lot more, but we have done snacking studies. They are snacking through the roof and that is not going away. And those bite-side meals and, you know, the in-between Zoom calls um, of of what works and the different pick-me-ups still hold. Yeah, absolutely. I can't tell you how many Oreos I've eaten during this pandemic for sure. But um, so it, throughout this whole this work that you're doing, it's really exciting. I mean, certainly playing with new ideas, taking kind of pieces of perhaps kind of old products and kind of restringing it, rethinking it is fascinating. But what's bringing you the most joy right now from what you're working on? Yeah, I think one solving really unique needs you know, we talk about for us driving incremental spaces I, I love our core portfolio who doesn't love an oreo until we're own and i'm actually a, a pretty much a, a an avid gum chewer to 
too many. Um, but see an opportunity where I can also constantly say yes with my family, like go have as much dark kitchen you want. I mean, it's vegetables and nuts, you know, go have the cacao fruit. Having um, a, an ability to start from scratch and really listen and have consumers say, no one's done this before. And then I think the, the coolest piece is having a team that is, you know, I'm blessed, they're magnificent and they bring it to life. You know, there's a lot of innovations that kind of, we can all ID in a room and think of like really cool stuff, but to bring it to market and see that come to life is, I would say something that Mondelez has pushed more than many and, and most certainly our CEO has given us that support and runway to push those boundaries in snacking. That's great. And, and I mean, your team has futures in your name. So you must be thinking a lot about the future and a lot about trends. And I'd just be curious how you see things evolving over the next couple of years in the snack yeah. space. I, I think we're going to continue to see food do more for us than sheer taste and calories and energy and gut fill. Um, what we're learning so much about ingredients is you know, what you put in your body radically can change physically how you feel and mentally and emotionally how you feel. And, and everyone knows like a nice piece of chocolate can calm you, but there's other pieces. Uh, we invested in a brand called Uplift and it's a prebiotic. So that gut mind connection is so strong. We um, just launched a little test of brand called Milligram Snacks, which are nut butters, but they're powered by mushrooms. And there is a huge curve of, you, know, you made the come of what is old is new. It's not just the brands. There's all these old foods out there that Mother Earth basically has given us. And there's a way to be like, it's really cool. And I think people now are looking for ways to take care of themselves in much smarter ways. They're fine tuning you know, with all of the, the self-monitoring going on. Um, and then there's still joy. I mean, there's going to be hyper indulgence. That's not going away. Self-care takes on many forms, you know, and so, yeah. you know, what's indulgent can be a radically healthy indulgence and that pampering what's good for me. It could be a totally emotional and um, social connection. So I think you're going to see a little bit of both, but a little bit more refined. Yeah, a little bit of indulgence, a little bit of uh, new ways of thinking, maybe a little bit of uh, healthier, healthier snacking, it sounds like. Yeah. That, that's great. Well, you know, I, I, I was thinking about this, Bridget, when I uh, first heard about Mondelez, you know, it was, it was breaking, uh, separating from Kraft, and it, it, it called itself, I think, the world's largest startup. And so it, it only makes sense now that it Mondelez is the home of, of building these new startups at, with, with Snack Futures. And so I, I thank you so much for, for telling us a little bit about what you're working on right now at, at Mondelez. Thank you. Today, we've been talking with Bridget Wolf. Bridget Wolf is the global head of Snack Futures at Mondelez. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today, Bridget. Uh, Uncage is a show that gives a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the commerce of tomorrow. It's great to talk to you and we look forward to talking to you again. Cheers. Thank you.